the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Hey, welcome to the Yes Pile, the show that helps you transform your professional persona to land you where else? In the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm a recovering corporate manager turned career coach. I've coached hundreds of professionals in my career and I've interviewed thousands more. And now I'm here to help you navigate this brave new world and to provide you with simple and actionable advice for success at any stage of your career. My goal, help you land your perfect job and then kick ass at it. So whether you're putting off drafting that resume, actively on the job hunt, navigating hurdles in your current role, or considering a complete career switch, I am here to share my best tips and tricks to position you for success. Today, we are tackling something really pretty new to all of us the virtual interview. Thanks to COVID, so many of us are on the job market, some of us for the first time in decades. And now, in addition to a million other things that are all brand new on this journey, we have to deal with interviewing for a job in front of a screen. And let's get it straight. While at first pass you may think it sounds easy, it's actually much, much harder to make an impression through that little screen much harder than it is when you meet someone for an in-person interview. Let's face it, it's really hard to read the room, read the other person's energy and make an actual human connection. And let's not forget getting a vibe for the company energy and the culture of the place you're interviewing when you're all behind the screen, right? So today we are dedicating the podcast to helping prepare you for your upcoming virtual interview. So first things first, you've landed an interview, right? Amazing, congratulations. That is super exciting, especially in today's crazy market where there are so many awesome candidates out there and it can be really hard to get an interview. But you, you made the cut. I hope you're super proud of yourself. I know I am. And you've likely worked really hard to get your resume together, nail that cover letter, and now you're being considered for an awesome new job. So let's make sure that the interview goes flawlessly. It is more important than ever, guys, that you practice interviewing. I know, I know, practice, ugh. It feels awkward and weird, but it is so important. Prepare and practice your elevator speech for when they say, hey, tell me about yourself. Write out a list of questions you may be asked. Use the job posting as your guide. They will ask you questions about your work history, so make sure you are super familiar with everything you put on your resume. Also, they're gonna ask about your biggest accomplishments and wins, so have a few in your back pocket. And make sure you're ready to talk about your skill set and what makes you awesome at what you do. And also, Don't forget to have an answer prepared for what excites you most about the potential opportunity in front of you. What is it about that company or that job that got you really excited when you saw the job posting and brought you to where you are today? 
You better have a great answer for that one. And do craft these answers in advance. Write them down. It helps your brain recall the information. And then practice, practice, practice. Ask a spouse or a friend to help you do an actual mock interview. Or two. Or three. Trust me, it will help. And remember, preparing and practicing is not so much about memorizing a script, so don't attempt to memorize your answers. That's not what we're trying to do. But instead, take the time to really think about the answer to these potential questions. And it's really so you can learn what your real, best, and most impactful answers are in advance of the interview so that when that day comes, it's just muscle memory. You just know exactly what to say. And it is really important that you do this so that you set yourself up to feel prepared and confident going into the interview. And nothing will set you up for success more than some solid practice in the days leading up to the big moment. Now, in addition to your practice, you are also going to need everything else around you to go smoothly. And in the world of the virtual interview, there's a lot to think about. So let's today take time to really focus on the key things you need to think about when preparing for this big on-screen moment. First, I wanna talk to you about picking the place. Where in your home are you going to conduct this interview? So a few tips. You do not want your bed, your bathroom, or your kitchen counters visible on camera for this interview. Just no. No more bedroom video calls, guys. It's 100% distracting. So let's pick a nondescript place in your home with a white or maybe a solid color wall behind you. And if that is in your bedroom, great. But let's make sure it's in front of a wall where we can't see your bed, okay? Deal? Now, it's important to have a simple background and avoid those aforementioned spaces, as well as avoiding clutter, mess, and just stuff everywhere. When you have a lot of things behind you in the background, it can be really distracting, and we don't want that. We do not want people staring at your bed or counting the dirty coffee mugs on the kitchen counter behind you. We only want them focusing on you. So pick a place in your home with a simple, clean background and make this your spot. Now, when you're thinking about spaces and kind of walking through your house looking, I want you to also think about noise, particularly environmental noises that you can't control, like maybe your heater or a really loud neighbor or a ton of street traffic. If you can, pick a spot that's away from that so that you don't have your voice being muffled and the people interviewing you can hear you loud and clear. And ideally, this space you're picking has great light. Light is really important. Natural light is best always. So if you can face a window, that's ideal. But if that's not an option, that's okay. Just add some lamps to the area and the lamps should go behind the camera. So the light's shining on you. You don't wanna put the lamps next to you. That actually will create shadows on your face or light flare on the camera. And you definitely want to avoid sitting under an overhead light. Oh my gosh, worst light ever, not flattering. Face the light. Trust me, a beautiful, well-lit face is what we want to show here. And I don't know if you know this or not, but bright light, bright natural light on your face actually will help erase some of those COVID-induced crow's feet you got on your face. So it's truly a win-win. So now that you've hopefully taken all this into consideration and picked a nice, quiet, well-lit, streamlined space in your house, and that great light shining on your beautiful mug, let's check out what we're working with here. So while we don't want it messy or distracting, like we talked about it, you also don't want it to look like you're 
phoning in from the great white void, right? It's a delicate balance. But don't be afraid to stay to the space a little bit. Add a plant or a stack of carefully curated books or maybe a framed art print on the wall behind you or a photo of your family. Just a a little bit goes a long way and all of that will go to show a little bit of your personality and a little visual interest without being completely distracting. So now you've found your space, the light's looking good, you've got a few small visual details in the space, you've dressed it. It's time to test it out. So I want you to actually set up your laptop, open the video call platform, whatever they're using, and preview the video under your settings, and then place your chair exactly where you'd have it in the interview. And by the way, make sure you grab a comfy chair, not like, a hard, uncomfortable, or awkward kitchen chair. You want to be comfortable so that you're not constantly shuffling your weight back and forth during the interview, which is also distracting. You want to be comfortable and be able to sit relatively still. So once you get your chair in place, I want you to figure out how to elevate your computer so it's eye level. This is actually super important. Looking down into a camera is not flattering. It also doesn't come off as professional. So place your laptop or your computer, whatever you've got, wherever your webcam is, on a solid flat surface for this interview. And you can use coffee table books or even a box to get it at the right level. But make sure when you're sitting down that that camera is eye level. When you're looking at the computer screen and you see your beautiful reflection looking back at you, you are eye to eye. Okay, so with the video preview on, how do you look? I wanna make sure there are no crazy shadows blocking your face. If there are, just adjust the lighting so you have a nice solid light on your face. Again, overhead light is the number one kind of fault of all shadows on your face. So be really mindful, turn that overhead light off, make sure you've got light shining right on your face, natural light's preferred. Now look in the background. Is there a plant sticking out of the top of your head? I always think that's the funniest thing on any Zoom call. If there's something randomly that looks like it's coming out of your head or giving you bunny ears, just move it to the side. Move anything around, anything you need to, to get those distractions out of focus. You want you to be front and center on that screen. And speaking of screens, (laughs) let's talk about the technology piece, right? Oh my God, I think this is the piece that gives so many people anxiety. So you've created this perfect space to do your interview from, which is amazing, but we cannot let the tech get away from us, right? So a bad connection, a bad camera, grainy video, no sound or muffled sound, whatever it is, it's not just a distraction. It's actually a bomb that's gonna blow up your interview if you don't get ahead of it. So first things first, let's test the technology. If you have never used the video platform that the future hopeful employer is asking you to use, get familiar with it before interview day. Download the app to your computer, open it up, give it a test, call a friend, ask them to do a test run with you, practice it. Most of these platforms have free or free trial accounts or limited use accounts that you can use to get on there and get really familiar with it. And it's so important that you do that before your interview, days before if you can. Okay, learn how to sign on, join a meeting, adjust your video and volume, make sure you know how to turn your camera on, make sure you know how to adjust the volume. 
And even if you feel like you're super well-versed in all things Zoom, thanks to this past year of working from home, still set up a test the day before just to make sure that you are good to go. Because if heaven forbid your camera isn't working, you then maybe have time to figure out a solution. You can go get an external webcam, borrow someone else's computer or figure it out before your interview day. Also, an important one, guys, (laughs) your screen name on these video platforms. This one is hilarious. So when you create an account, a lot of times they will give you a screen name based on your email address. So we need to be really careful that you actually log into the profile settings as you create an account and write out your own screen name. And this is also applicable for those of us who use apps frequently. Let's say you use Zoom all the time, but you mostly use it for Friday happy hours with your girls and your username just happens to be wine time with Wendy. (laughs) Let's get in there and change it to something more appropriate before interview day, all right? Or if you've never used the app before, again, and you've created your trial account, it might automatically, like I said, populate your email address as your username. And let's say your email address is hotdogguy82 at yahoo.com. Let's get that changed. (laughs) So again, in any of these programs, you can access your user profile and create a screen name that shows up during your interview. And even when you're doing your test, if you don't see your name on screen, please go ahead and change it anyway. Because when they're hosting the meeting with you, it very well might say to them, hey, hot dog guy 82 is locked in. We don't want to see that. So go in, update your user profile. I recommend just sticking with your first and last name and calling it good there. Sorry, hot dog guy. So, all right. We've got your space set up, we're testing the tech, your user profile set so they know your name. Now, let's actually talk about another interesting thing to prep in advance. And that's what you're gonna wear on this interview. And I know it's weird, right? Cause you're interviewing from home, you're not going into the office. And also I am the first one to raise my hand and say, I hate it when anyone tells me what to wear. But this one time, let's listen to some experts. I've been doing some reading on this to help some of my clients. and. It's really interesting because in this new COVID-induced work-from-home world, everything has been made just a little bit more casual, right? But it's still really important, particularly on interview day, to look great and pulled together when it comes to all things work. So yeah, listen, putting on a suit may be a bit much because after all, you are at home, but you can and should still dress professionally. And that means different things to different industries. The point is that you want to look and feel appropriate to the industry you're interviewing for, and you want to show that you made an effort. And you want to show them that you're a put together, amazing human being, right? So the other thing to think about here is you're on screen. So there are slightly different rules than if you were walking into an in-person interview. Because you're on screen, things like stripes or busy patterns can actually distort and look funky on screen and get really distracting. So it's better to think about your wardrobe in terms of solid, basic colors. They tend to translate really well on camera. And when you're thinking about solid colors, neutrals, which you guys obviously know, we have black, white, gray, tans, neutrals, earth tones, as well as bold jewel tone colors tend to be the most flattering on camera. So don't be afraid to show a little personality through a bright colored top and some jewelry. That will look great. But the other thing to remember is 
on camera, you're truthfully only visible from either the waist or the bust up, right? So we need to make sure that that portion of yourself looks professional. And don't get me wrong, this does not mean I'm saying yoga pants are a go here. No, no, no. What I actually mean is pay attention to how the on-camera part of your body looks. So slightly more structured pieces on top are gonna read best on screen. Make sure that top half looks super sharp. I also read this thing recently that I thought was interesting, which said, you know, in order to determine the best way to dress for an interview, go to the company's website and see what their leadership or employees are wearing in the profiles featured on their website, or if they have team pictures on their website. And then you can use those outfits as your inspiration when picking out your own, and you'll be kind of integrating yourself subconsciously into the company's existing style and vibe before the interview ever begins. I thought that was really interesting and a great tip. Again, you don't want to abandon your personal style. Like You want to show your personality. But if you're applying to a creative workforce, it's kind of cool to see how leadership may dress and how they may express their personalities through wardrobe and jewelry. Or if you're applying to a little bit more conservative workforce, let's say the finance industry, it's important to know the boundaries of what professionalism looks like in that culture. So, okay. We've talked through a lot. We've staged our space. We've gotten our technology ready, done a little test run. You've got your outfit on lock. So now let's forward ahead and say it's interview day. Okay, it's interview day. So what I want you to do for me, and if you take anything from this episode about virtual interviews, please let it be this. Restart your computer early the morning of your interview. Like wake up, start the coffee pot, and restart that computer. This is not the day that your computer is going to freeze or glitch or have any kind of a holdup. It's just not. It can't be. So, so many of us are terrible about putting our computers, um, excuse me, restarting our computers. We just put them to sleep at night, right? I do that constantly. It's a terrible habit. So restart that baby. Give it a little pep talk, a little TLC. Let it know that today's the day. It's going to do its thing. So once you've restarted it, also open up the app that you're going to be using for the interview, log in and test it one more time. Make sure the video's working, the sound's working, you didn't lose any of your settings or preferences when you did your restart. Does your lighting still look good in your designated space? Now, the other thing I want you to do after you've made sure your computer's running great, the app's still there, you're logged in, your screen name's looking good, your light looks good, I want you to make sure that you have a power cord for your computer on hand so that you can plug it in while you're doing your interview. You do not want to be watching the battery tick down and have this extra added stress of worrying about your computer dying. If you have to get an extension cord, so be it. Go get it. Whatever you need, plug that laptop in when you are doing the interview. So get that all set. And then also, I want you to make sure that you're really mindful around protecting your Wi-Fi it's really important to make sure the signal is strong on your side for this interview. You do not want to be the person with a bad signal and all the tech glitches. So plan ahead. Designate the hour of your interview as solo Wi-Fi time. And what I mean by that is that morning, tell your roomie, tell your kid, whoever it is, they need to take a break from streaming their favorite show during your interview time so that you can have all the bandwidth to yourself. Solo Wi-Fi time. You need it all. Now, once you've designated that, back on your own computer, I want you to turn off all other apps. 
You don't want IMs popping up, no email or Facebook alerts popping under the screen, distracting you, right? Just take care of it. The only thing that you're gonna have open during this interview is that app, that video app where you're gonna be talking to hopefully your future bosses. All right, and the last thing I want you to do the morning of the interview is get all your interview details together and handy. The link you need to join the video call, the backup phone number in case there's problems with the dialing in, the names and titles of who you're talking to, have it all ready so that when it's time, you're not scrambling and you're prepared. I actually love and tell people to do the same thing. Copy and paste all those details because it might be in separate emails, it might be in your calendar, whatever you need. Copy and paste it and put it in a notepad, um, a virtual notepad right on your desktop. So if you're using a Mac, it's notes. If you're on a PC, you can easily pull up a Word doc and just copy and paste it right in there. So it's all in one handy place that you can access. And then as soon as you are in your video interview, just go ahead and close that or minimize it so you're not staring at it anymore. But if you get all this stuff ready in the morning, guys, right when you get up, then it's done and it's ready. And you can take the rest of the morning or the day to do the things you need to do, to get ready, to prepare, to practice. Or if you're working in the middle of this and fitting in an interview in the middle of your day, this stuff is already done. It's taken care of and you can get work done and then focus back on your interview. So do those things first thing in the morning. And now, right before your interview starts, let's say, I want you to take 15 minutes before your scheduled interview time. I want you to just spend that time eliminating distractions. Walk around the house, turn off the music, turn off the TV, put your phone on do not disturb, not just silent, do not disturb. Tell the people you live with that you need quiet and no distractions, so please don't run in and ask mommy for a snack. I just need this time. Read the job posting that you applied for, that you're interviewing for one more time. Even if you've practiced a bunch, read it one more time because the key words that they use in that job description are the things you're going to want to play back to them. So I want you to pick up their language, remember and remind yourself of like the most important skills they're looking for and just ingrain that in your brain one more time and then take a minute to just take a few deep breaths. You're going to do great. You've put in all of the effort to practice and prepare and set the space and eliminate distractions, and you are ready to rock this interview. Now, during the interview, if you can work to do one thing here, in addition to obviously wowing them with your skills and vibrant personality, the one additional thing you can do is help make the interview feel more personal. It is so hard to build that human-to-human connection through a screen. It just is. When you're in person, a strong handshake, a smile, or a shared laugh during the interview can actually bond you in the interviewer and help cement you in their mind. Those things aren't at our access when we're doing it from behind a screen. So while those things aren't all applicable here in virtual reality, There are several things that you can do and say to help make a connection and an impression during a virtual interview. So the first thing I'm going to say, I think some of my friends and colleagues have laughed at me, but I stand strong by this. But I think in this instance, it's actually okay to make a little bit of small talk at the beginning, right? Don't make it awkward. Don't force it. But I think a nice like, hey, how are you today? Or did you have a nice weekend? 
or even just something like, thanks so much for taking the time. I've been really looking forward to this. Something genuine and kind and open will really help create a little bit of just person-to-person connection. And I think it's an important way to start the conversation. And also, I want to remind you, sit up straight, smile, nod as other people are talking, make that interviewer feel seen and heard. We know how awkward these online meetings can be, right guys? We've sat through many of them over the past year. Or even if you haven't, take it from your friends who have. They can be really awkward. So it's up to you to intentionally give cues and signs that you're engaged and happy to be there. So that's something to work on. And the other thing is you're on camera, so you're always on. So it's important to keep that smile on your face. And on that note, this next thing that I wanna talk about is kind of a big one, but it's an interesting one because it's a virtual world, but it's really about eye contact. So one way to deliver eye contact while you're on video is by looking into the actual camera. So many people look at the person on their screen when they're on these video calls. It's just the most intuitive thing to do. However, that doesn't allow you to make the perceived eye contact uh, that we're looking for here. So I don't know if you know this or not, but there's actually plenty of studies. It's a proven fact that people will remember what you say more easily and recall it more easily if you actually had a discussion with them when you were having eye contact. Same applies in this virtual world we're living in now. So work at this one. Do not stare at your own image on the screen. Please, God, don't do that. Don't stare at their image on the screen. Actually avert your eyes, lift them up, look into the camera and maintain eye contact with the person who's interviewing you. And I know that feels silly because you're not actually looking at them, but to them, it will appear as if you are. And that's the most important thing. This may be one of those things that you're gonna have to practice because it's awkward, but it's so worth the effort. So eye contact, I want you to think about that. Sit up straight, smile, nod, eye contact. I also want you to be really mindful about when you speak, speak loudly and clearly almost like you're on stage or giving a speech. I know it's weird. It doesn't feel natural all the time, but you have this tech barrier in front of you and it's really important that clear enunciation comes through and that they can hear your voice and hear the words you're saying. Also, something to keep in mind is a lot of times when we're nervous, we talk really fast. Or if you're like me, you might talk fast all the time, (laughs) nerves or not. Focus on talking clearly and slowly to make sure they don't miss an ounce of the important things that you have to say. The other thing about taking your time to talk is for whatever reason, virtual meetings are awkward. There's always a little pause and delay between when you speak and when others hear it. It's really important to be careful to listen to the other person talking and then actually let a beat go by before you answer to avoid talking over the interviewers. This can happen. And I know that it's gonna feel like there's an awkward awkward pause, but it's better to do it this way than potentially talk over somebody. Another thing to think about as you're in this interview is as the interview progresses and you start to get a little bit more comfortable, remember you are on screen and hopefully you're maintaining that eye contact. So remember to demonstrate really active listening just continually with nods, smiles, or saying things like, ah, 
Great question. We want to make sure that they can continuously read your engagement and enthusiasm throughout the entire process. So if you need a reminder, like put a little post-it note at the top of your computer next to the camera that just says something like, remember to smile, sit up straight, uh, nod, give cues, like whatever, whatever works for you. Just a little reminder so that you don't start out really strong. And then as you get more comfortable answering the questions, your shoulders start to curl in, you start to sit back in your seat and you lose some of that quote unquote on-camera performance that you really want to demonstrate for these guys. So if you can maintain all that, and I know it's a lot, but if you can work through all of that and slay your answers because of all the practicing you've done, I have no doubt you will ace this virtual interview. And Let me tell you, as the interview comes to a close, there is something really different about how virtual interviews end versus in-person interviews. Sometimes the in-person interview process has a slightly softer ending. It might be they walk you out to the lobby or they give you an office tour or you just linger longer in the room or the hallway before you have to leave. But on a virtual interview, there is absolutely more of a focus on the clock. So do be mindful of the time. Your interviewers may have a hard stop and you just want to prepare and ready yourself for that. Don't take it personally if they're like, well, time's up, see you later. If you were in their office, it might be a little bit of a different situation. People are overly scheduled for these video calls all day long. So just be really mindful that with a virtual interview, you're gonna have a hard stop. And it's not your job to monitor the time per se, not at all, I'm not saying that. Just be aware that if they start getting antsy and you can see you've got one minute left of your scheduled time, they might have a hard stop. So it might be okay to pause some of your questions at the end and just follow up via email. Now look, they may linger longer. They may hang on the line, say, no, what other questions do you have for us? And if they do that, great, use the time they give. But just think about that. Be considerate about the hard stop end time with these virtual interviews. And then when, of course, they do announce it's over, even if it's abrupt, you're feeling like, oh, okay. Just be sure to give a brief but gracious closing note of appreciation for the opportunity and let them know you hope to hear from them soon. You don't want this to come across as like you're ending a conversation, right? This should just feel like part one, like, oh, it was so great to talk to you guys today. Thank you so much for making the time to hear more about my qualifications. I can't wait to talk again soon. Something super concise, but thoughtful and open-ended is the way to go there. And then of course, the same rule still applies the thank you note. Just because you did a virtual interview doesn't mean you don't send a thank you note. But in this new world, you can send it via email, which is fantastic. So I would say send a thank you note, email's fine within 24 hours. And actually, email's probably the best way to go because we're not sending letters to an office anymore. The majority of the workforce is still at home. So send an email address, personalize it to the person that you interviewed with, right? Don't just send a generic thank you, but say, hey, Mary, it was lovely to meet you today. And then the key to a really good thank you note is recall a specific detail from the interview or maybe the small talk, the conversation you guys had before the interview. And then recall that. Say, hey, Mary, it was so lovely to meet you today. Thank you so much for talking to me about this opportunity. I particularly loved hearing about, insert something here that Mary said that was brilliant. And I can't wait to discuss more about this job with you in the future. Just something like that that has an invitation to connect again, recalls a specific thing from your conversation and is personalized to whoever interviewed you. Those are the keys to a great thank you note. And again, send it within 24 hours. 
It's always a little awkward if you send it immediately after the interview. I'm not going to lie. So maybe give it some time. An hour or two is good, um, but send it. And also, if you were in touch with an HR person who set up your interview, send them a separate thank you as well. Let them know how much you appreciated the time you got with Mary and how much you learned about the job. And if you do have follow-up questions, send them to the HR person. But thank them for their time and consideration to helping you get that interview set up. Okay. Guys, that was a lot, I know, but this new world is crazy and we're all in it together. So I really hope that walking you through some of these tips about finding the best space in your home, making sure the technology is all set up and good to go, getting you dressed for success, and then rocking those verbal and nonverbal cues during your interview to demonstrate active listening. I hope this is all really helpful and I hope it sets you up for success for your next virtual interview. I really think it will if he can follow all of these guidelines, which I know it's a lot, but let's give it a shot. We got nothing to lose. Okay. Something I do every episode is take a real life question from you and answer it. This week's question is perfect for this episode subject. It is, what questions do I ask them when I'm on an interview? And for some reason, this one has come up so much lately uh, with a lot of clients and even in some of my free consultations, people are asking me this question. And I think this is awesome because I do want you thinking about an interview as a two-way conversation. It's not just them figuring out if you've got the skills that they need for this job. It's you figuring out if this is the place you want to be. Is this the company and the culture you want to be a part of? So I think this is awesome. And I actually have created a guide for people in the interview process that has questions you should be asking Um, And maybe we'll do a whole show on that, on what you should do to research and prep yourself for asking really smart questions on an interview. So that I'll think about that. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you my answer. I think it is important that you come prepared with some questions specific to the role that are outstanding for you. So things may be not answered in the job posting that you're just scratching your head over. But then let's also bring some bigger and broader questions that you wouldn't find in a job posting. So I'm going to run you down um, my favorite questions to ask for when they come to you at the very end and say, so do you have any questions for me? And I want you to be like, I sure do. Here we go. So I'm going to read you some of my favorites. So my first one is, can you tell me a little bit more about the day-to-day responsibilities of this role? Can you tell me about the history of this position? And this is a great one to ask if you're not sure if this is a brand new role or a role that's been open for some time or maybe created because of an opportunity. Like if you have questions about this role, always ask. Can you tell me about the team that works with this position? And that's always a good one. If you're like, I can't quite figure out what level this is. Like, do I have direct reports or am I reporting into a team? If there's some areas that aren't clear for you, ask about, can you tell me the team that works with this position? This might be one of my favorites. What do you hope for me to accomplish in the first month on the job? What about the first 90 days? Similarly, how would my role contribute to the company's biggest priorities? And if you're someone who's really future-minded, I also love this one. What is the career trajectory of this role? If you're someone who wants to grow and have opportunity to get promoted or rotate within an organization, this is a great question to ask. And then I love this one. Can you tell me about what motivates you as a key member of this company? Or another way to just say it is, what's your favorite part about working here? 
What are the common traits of the company's top performers? Hmm, that's an interesting one, right? Particularly if you're interviewing with like a CEO, a really high level ranking person, it'd be really interesting to get their answer. And then this is an important one I think everyone should ask. Can you tell me about the company culture? And then last but not least, what type of career development programming or resources do you offer your employees? And I think this is a good one and a lot of people don't ask it, but it's really like, I'm coming to work here. I have skills. I'm going to help you achieve your goals as a company, but I also have goals that I want to achieve as a growing professional. So what types of things do you guys do as a company to invest in your employees? So asking what type of career development programming or resources do you offer your employees might give you some insight into that. And then this is not on this hot list. And I have so many other questions that I'll share with you guys another day, but please, please, please always ask, whether it's with HR, the person you're talking to, ask them about the timeline for the hiring process. I'm hearing from a lot of people out there that they're having really awesome interviews and people on the company side are saying, be patient, we'll get back with you. And then they just never hear back from them. Follow up, ask about the timeline. What do next steps look like? Should I hear, will I hear from you this week? Should I plan to hear from you in two weeks? What is the timeline? Ask those questions if anything, so that you can just mentally prepare yourself to be patient for whatever their timeline is. And it is the hardest thing to do when you're in the interview phase, but make sure you're asking that as well. So like I said, this is just a list, a short list really of my favorite questions. There are so many, but I hope sharing these with you got your mind percolating. There's some ideas brewing for your next interview. And then that was really helpful. Okay, if you have a work question, much like that one, or an idea for a future podcast, hit me up. This show is for you, so let me know how I can help. You can drop me a line at connect at tessawolf.com or message me on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. So next week's show, ooh, we are going to be talking about how to read between the lines of a job posting, right? We have all read a job description lately and gone, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I mean, some of these job postings are ridiculous. So I'm gonna walk you through how to decipher what they're actually saying how to identify the red flags, and then also let's decode and decipher some of these commonly used phrasing and understand secret indicators that tell you this job could really rock. So tune in for that. We're gonna be talking about how to read between the lines of a job posting. That'll be really fun. Before we go, if today was at all helpful for you and you learned something from the work we did together, please do me a favor and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling extra inspired and generous, please give us a rating and review. For more career advice, inspiration, and fun, follow us on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. Until next time, cheers, everyone.